The thoughts and opinions expressed on Buried Pleasures are those of the host and the guests and do not represent any views of any organizations that we may volunteer for or be employed by. Listeners should be aware that there may, most likely, be profanity and discussions on topics that may require a little discretion. Everybody, it's Polly and Amazing from Pleasure Pathways here with another episode of Buried Pleasures. I have in the studio the most handsome, revered, and all-around good guy, Dr. David Correctman. Hi, David. Hi, Pollyanna. How are you? I'm lovely. Thank you for asking. How are you? I'm fantastic, as always. I really appreciate you joining me tonight. My pleasure. You know, I, I'm so glad you had me on the show. I've heard so much about it. It's just a, a wonderful thing that you're doing. I really appreciate it, and I can't wait to uh, to explore. Aw, geez. Ladies, if you could see the eyes on this guy right now, just amazing. Anyway, so tonight our show is entitled Me and My First Mate because Dr. David Correctman is, yes, that's right, the mister to my missus. So... David, let's talk about how we met to get things kicked off. Um, well, we got together a while ago. We've been married now for, it'll be 11 years in a couple weeks, which I'm probably not going to get you anything. Surprise. <laughs> no worries. I mean, like, look, it's time. It's about time we have this conversation this year. Like, every year we have the same conversation, which is like, <laughs> hey, um, let's just something else sometime when we need it so uh heads up happy anniversary dear i love you you're fantastic the bees knees and all that but also maybe we should get like another refrigerator refresh oh i was surprised it wasn't like another ar-15 or something like that look you can never be too careful nowadays and especially (laughs) during these unprecedented uncertain times who knows man safety first pollyanna Oh, yeah, I've heard this story. Safety first, then teamwork. Teamwork. I was waiting for it. Let's get it. <laughs> Anyways, so, you know, we've been together for a while, and I think we, we got together because of work, and we started working together. Pollyanna taught me everything I know about nursing. Yay. We, we've had some wonderful, fantastic times. I would second that. Let's uh, talk about how you helped me realized that I needed to be a Tantrika, apparently. How did that happen? I mean, I think that's more your story. I don't I don't know how that happened. What's your perspective of what happened? How did you get into this? So my thoughts about how I got into this is basically my husband started reading books about Tantra, listening to podcasts. And then one day we just happened to be 
on a long distance trip as we quite frequently were at the time and just listening to all kinds of different podcasts, amazing, funny, spooky, scary. Oh, so many shows. And I remember one day listening to a podcast called sex is medicine and the host was Davy Ward Erickson. And as I listened to that podcast, my mind went six ways a Sunday for sure. Like she was saying things that I'd never heard before about my own body, about life, about sexuality, about tolerance, about just being free and being your own person. So at that moment, I told David that one day she was going to be my friend and I'm going to be on that podcast and we're just going to be living a life. And so many years later, here we are, and that is factual, manifesting wonderful things for ourselves, moving forward, always growing, always ever changing, but still the same little hottie paramedic that I met when he was such a little baby. <laughs> he was a little baby paramedic. Shoo. Cute. Still. Well, thank you. Uh, beautiful. I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think, I think that's about how I remember it from my perspective. I remember thinking like, wow, that's cool. Like, why not? And you know, it's funny, the older you get, the more you're, the more curious, I think you get about things or the more interested you get about things. You, you know, I don't know if it's experience or age or both, but you know, that, that phrase lifelong learner is a real thing. Like I'm always interested in learning about new things. And so when you bring up something like Tantra, you know, and I'm reading these trashy romance novels, <laughs> little lady porn books, you know, I mean like, yeah, I know. Got them on my stupid Kindle all the time. I didn't even download them and I'm seeing like all kinds of stuff. Erotica is fantastic. I don't care what you say. Um, cosplay is wonderful too. So whatever. Shout out to all my nerds out there. It's the best, right? So anyways, I don't know when, it, when you bring that stuff up from what I knew at the time about it, of course, I was interested back in the day, right before I lived with you for through this. Um, Thanks. <laughs> before you, <laughs> that sounded awesome. No, but, let me say it in a better way. Before you went through this experience, before you shared this, this information, this knowledge, this wisdom, right? I don't know when you hear about it or when I did back then, I thought it was, I thought it was based on sexual practices. Right. Yeah. I, I, I didn't know um, how deep it went. I didn't realize uh, the, the, the lineage, you know, behind it or, or the history and stuff like that. So of course I was like, Oh yeah. I mean, I support this. <laughs> like, sure. Yeah. Yeah. What? I mean, wait, what? I'll pay Se your tuition. I'll, I'll buy the plane tickets. Okay. Did you say sex rituals? Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Sure. Sure. So, you know, it was, it was a win-win really. I, you know, from the start and, and I, I don't know, do you remember what I, what I told you? You at, when you, so she signs up for, for, for school and she's inspired. She's motivated, right? She's ready to go. She's, she wants to learn something. She's an adult learner, ready to, to try this new challenge. You know, of course there's, second guesses and doubts but but really she's looking at that why she's looking at the reason why are you doing it and what what is that why do you remember what why was it why did I, you you know okay so i think what the why was is 
if anybody out there has been a lifelong nurse, like I have been, and I became a nurse practitioner six years ago ish. And at that point in time, when I switched from being that bedside nurse in the ER and having all those people beside me, behind me, like rooting me on, helping me. If we, if, if things were going down, you had, somebody had your back, right? And when you become a nurse practitioner, that goes away quickly when you work in like an inpatient setting or, you know, even if you're in a, a, an outpatient office setting, you're, you're it. I mean, you, you have people that can advise you, but you're like, that's a solo thing. So I thought that maybe holistic healthcare would be, a, you know, a, a good addition to what I'd learned for family practice. And I'm glad I did for sure. But holistic healing was always a little more important to me than, you know, just let's make everything easy and throw a pill at it. So I think I was looking for that. And then also, I mean, if you can learn what I have learned to teach people about their own bodies, that's a kick. That's great. That's my favorite thing about it is that I have all this knowledge. I've learned all these things and I use them in my daily practice. Um, even in the clinic today, I teach people to breathe. I teach people to meditate. I teach people to figure out what contemplative practice might fit them. I teach them to listen to their bodies, not to just ignore things as much as we want to make sure people are well medicated or, you know, we have to be conscientious about what we're doing. And I think that's very important. So adding a holistic modality such as authentic Tantra was a next step for me that was a little bit outside my comfort zone for sure, but also something that I wanted to bring close to my own wheelhouse to use. See, that's interesting that you had that, that forethought about how deep you wanted to go into that. Your, your why though is you wanted to bring in another approach right. to help care for people. Right. Absolutely. Because in, in, in today's dynamic medical field or healthcare arena, there's, there's not a lot of people that cover sexual health. Right. Not at all. I mean, there are, a, there's some really great people out there, but that is one of those things. It's, and, and you know, and it's almost as it's kind of sad mental health issues is, you know, top on the list of people who don't have providers to care for them. And that kind of filters over when you're talking about how depression happens, feeling alone happens. So you've got to find a way that you can talk to people about relationships, boundaries, the ways that people are comfortable or, or not comfortable with how they're spoken to or touched or looked at. These are conversations that don't get much attention at all. And sometimes if you just sit and talk to your patients, it's so much easier that they really didn't come in just because they wanted some magic pill, but nobody really has ever taught them to ask for more information. And I think that's where a lot of people fall short. And I've done myself, you know, like in and out, I'm urgent care. You got to go, 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 go. You got the next patient's waiting. The next three patients are waiting. Come on, come on. But 
we're really shortchanging ourselves as providers, being able to convey our feelings about these things with our patients. And I think we should do a better job at that. So, you know, what's interesting too, is like, I'm reading this thing as you're talking about that and how like, you know, that sexual nature though, even just not, not just the holistic approach that you were kind of talking about, but also that, that just that one piece, that sexual health, there's such a, um, a lack of focus on that area whenever you go for a checkup, right? So like people that are listening, if you guys think about the last time you went to a doctor's office, who's like, Hey, how's your sex life? You know, unless you're there, I guess, for a specific sexual dysfunction. Correct. I mean, like in that case, okay, there'd probably be a focused exam on sexual health. But in general, no. No. How <laughs> how dare you? Don't don't pour over me. <laughs> don't, don't pour over me, oh sir. Oh, my gosh. Like, excuse me. You know waiting, what I mean? I was waiting for the movie references to start Oh, it's tonight. all. T- look, listen, guys. <laughs> I like this is so this is what I tell my kids, too. When I was playing video games with two of the younger ones, they were just like quick, like back and forth. But that's the thing is like, I tell them all the time, man, that's hilarious. You know, like, because they, they're that comfortable that they know it's not, they're not being serious. They know it's a joke. It's hardcore. And they're savage as the kids say. They are savage. (laughs) You know, parlance of our times. That's right. They're savage. Mom's more savage. Sorry. Correct. Yeah. I'm, I get mean sometimes. Oh, for sure. Too savage. (laughs) Too savage. Fred Savage. Oh. And Winnie Cooper. We were, just, we were talking about Winnie Cooper. Your friends. Oh, Just Some Podcast. Those, yes. Oh, yeah. Ben and Tom from Just Some Podcast for Advanced Practitioners. And I had a Facebook Live a few days ago. And oh, my gosh. We talked about the top five people that we would want to have relations with. And when I say relations, you know what I mean. We had the best time, and I think my favorite part of that whole entire interview was when Ben said that Justin Timberlake was his guy. His, that's his man crush. That was hilarious. I That was the greatest. I LOL'd. <laughs> he really did. Roll, he rolled on the I floor laughing. rolling on the floor. <laughs> I dropped to my knees and to the floor, rolling around because that was fantastic. So shout out to Ben. Yes. For picking a fantastic human specimen. JP. Oh, and also for Tom picking out the only alien that has more money than God. You know what? Shout out to planet. Tom, dude. Yeah. Shout out to Tom because Elon Musk. <laughs> I, I respect it, man. I respect that pick. That's interesting. Like, talk about forethought, man. Oh yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> You're gonna he's gonna whisper some secrets into your ear when you're cuddling like, oh shit. <laughs> what you mean that's what copper's for? Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, did you just tell me why the, the pyramids are invented? <laughs> yeah. Tom, dude. Tom is a lifelong learner. There you go, right there. He's interested. Elon <laughs> Musk, we whisper those sweet nothings into my ear. <laughs> about fucking <laughs> thermonuclear physics and right shit <laughs> anyways but no that's cool anyway so what i was saying though is like these kids are so savage but i love that about them because that means that they're picking up on things quickly right they're looking at stuff in a different way and and that's where humor comes from right and that's what like you know we watch a lot of comedians and whatnot and it's nice to hear them 
talk about just real stuff, like just being terrible. This, you know, it's the whole aristocrats thing, like where you just say crazy things to be shocking, right? To get right. a surprise, right? But at the doctor's office, man, when you're talking about sexual health, like, like, come on, it's a, it's a very important part of a healthy life. It is. I mean, like Maslow's basic need, right? right? Basic needs, dude. Right. It's really difficult in clinic when you see, and and I'm an ageist whenever this, I come to this part of it, I don't ask as much. I don't ask if they are um, sexually active or, you know, if I don't ask that part, unless it's pertinent to the exam, obviously. But um, I think a lot of times we're just, we're, we're kind of letting people out there hanging without some education. And I don't know. I guess there's some way to figure out how to, to start broaching the subject, but obviously you don't want to alienate your patient. So I get that. I guess what I'm wondering is, you know, we're it's, it's, it's 2020. I mean, come on, right. Aren't we past that embarrassed? I mean, we're not obviously, no. but like this goes all the way back to a whole bunch like women's rights. That's like a new thing. Right. right. I mean, like relatively speaking, so I, you would think that in, t- in 2020, you could have a conversation about sex without having to giggle or feel embarrassed or feel ashamed, you know, because mm-hmm. it's important and we all know it's important. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's still that trepidation, you know, right. from a lot of people because of these, you know, this puritanistic foundation. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, so Absolutely. I don't know, man, like I think a lot of it is behaviorism, but but you know what? Here, like, here's something I was I was reading. Like I said, according to in a 2012 survey among OB/GYN physicians, whom addressing sexual issues would seem to be most routine, fewer than two thirds routinely asked about sexual activity, and only 40% inquired about sexual problems. So, like, that's pretty low, right? That's like less than half in all of those categories that you're asking about yeah. this, and that's the specialty, right? So, like. At a family doctor's, they're not going to be like, yo, how's it hanging, man? Right. I you know? Got you. <laughs> like, I know. But that's important. It is. And so, again, when you think about that, and then you tell, think, and, and like, that's where we're at. That's a, like, that's where we're at now. But then a few years ago, when you decided to embark on this adventure into Tantra, you know, I didn't really know that. And I didn't really think about it, how important <laughs> it was, because I'm like, whatever. Oh, yeah. I remember the first retreat that I went to, because the first phone call I got was like, hey, what's going on up there? What, what's, what's happening? Are you guys like, is everybody naked? What's happening? You know? And it was not even like, there was nothing about the experience that has, that was sexual. Um, the, and another thing that like you were talking, the great thing about being able to find groups of people who are like-minded and are able to talk about these subjects with you, is so important. And I think that's a huge part of why Tantra became such a big draw for me, because I'm telling you, once you go to a treat and you meet all these amazing human beings who are so talented and so beautiful and just so full of love and caring, it just, and, and once you're apart from each other, it's awful. And then you get to get back together sometimes. And that's amazing. I mean, that is a family of its own. That's our Sangha. And, and that's the greatest thing. 
And that has filtered over into our personal life, I think. When, when you were looking back and you were starting to go on this journey into Tantra, um, you know, one of the things that I remember thinking, it, it wasn't necessarily about, again, these, these uh, disparities between clinics and patient experiences when it comes to sexual health um, and a holistic approach. But it was more like, sweet dude, oh, there's a retreat? You mean you're going to have people rubbing on your vagina? <laughs> and wait, you're going to be rubbing on other people's penises, right? <laughs> and she's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, that's stuff that I think I'm, I'm going to do. And I'm like, oh, that sounds fantastic. <laughs> so, like, great. And they're like, that's where my mind was at. But do you remember what I told you? You were like, you finally signed up for the school, right? And that's, that was like the initial thought. And, you know, weeks go by, whatever. She decides to go. She signs up. She's like, that's it, man. David Wars got school. I can't wait. I'm so excited. This is great, dude. I hope she's my teacher. Right? And that's what happened. And so she signs up and then she looks at me one day. And, you know, she had a bad day at work or something. But you know how it goes. Like coming home, just upset about something else. And then it was like, man, she realized, you know, what she's doing. She looked at me. She goes, man is this crazy? You remember what I told you? Maybe. What'd you tell me? I said, it may be, but what's wrong with a little crazy in your life? Oh, I still have that text message. Right? I do. And oh. so it was like, dude, fuck, <laughs> who cares? So what if it's fucking crazy? You know what I mean? Great. You know what, you know what's great about crazy? There's so many, this is from a movie. I swear to God. <laughs> But like, there's so many different kinds of crazy out there, you know, mm -hmm. like, I love that quote mm -hmm. because it's true. You can have crazy, good, <laughs> crazy, bad, <laughs> and just like so crazy, but why the fuck not, man? And you tried it and you learned something and it's interesting. And like you were saying, it's way more than just the initial sexual mm -hmm. part of it. Sure. There's a sensual part to it. There's a. A meditation part to it there's a spiritual part to it you know there's a like a yoga type part to it or there can be you know there's right movement yeah. movement right so like it's just this um again in my outside opinion it's like this this approach to dealing with um dealing with life and, and living living the best way you can i think yeah. and really just searching that's another thing too like like i think the underlying part of it is about learning more right, right? it's always right. like and like, look, dude, that's a thing too about people that, like, what do you buy? What do you think about tantra? Like, even my initial thoughts, like, that's kind of a naive, you know. Now that I sure. see what you've gone through, because let's face it, I got a lot of runoff knowledge while you're going through this, while you're talking <laughs> through this. Like, again, so you, you know, your main question of what it's like to be married to a tantrika <laughs> uh, is fantastic, of course, because you get to learn all of this stuff. And then she's like, "Oh, we got to practice," and so I'm like, "Ah." Uh, like, what, like, I got to stretch out, man. <laughs> what kind of practice are we, like, what do you mean? <laughs> all right, first of all. Second of all, wait, let me clarify. You said lingam massage. <laughs> That's where I have to lay down and then you just rub all over me. Yeah. Probably until I have an orgasm. Maybe. I'm sure. Yeah. I can help you. I'm, you know what? You're I'll take free. one for the team. Mm -hmm. Take free. one for the team. 
Perfect. Sure. Putting it on the calendar right now. Right. So like, you know, that is part of it, which is fantastic. But then again, like you were talking about before, it's so much deeper than that. Oh yeah. There's such a benefit or there's many benefits to learning what you can about this and then applying it how you need to apply it in your busy life. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing. It's interesting about just learning in general. I mean, that's why I kind of dig being an educator, believe it or not. It's just like, he said it out loud. I can't believe it. He said it out loud. We'll cut that out in post, man. We'll get rid of it. No, that's not going to stay. Yeah. I want your mom and dad to hear that. That's incriminating evidence. (laughs) But no, like, it's why it's interesting because you learn so much about so many different things that eventually it just, you just run into certain things. Right. Right. And you know, some people think that's like divine intervention. Some people think like it's destiny or whatever. Right. But like some people think it's also chance. I mean, shit, Jurassic park, dude. <laughs> Chaos theory. Oh my gosh. You know? You're ridiculous. Your boy, dude. My Did boy. you, she know what she told me? She, I don't know if she mentioned this on the show on the uh, just some podcast show but they were listing off celebrities right and she mentioned she was like yo jeff goldblum from the fly <laughs> <laughs> his hair was awesome in that movie it was perfect 90s well like late 80s hair it was awesome don't hate i love jeff goldblum <laughs> i'm not look, ashamed of it i, I mean, love look. him he is he's so awesome he's so versatile Dude, Jeff Goldblum is fantastic. Right. Don't be jealous. (laughs) Don't hate on him. I just thought it was so. But here's the thing. That's the last thing about Jeff Goldblum that I know. Like that's when I talk about learning, right? Like I just learned something about Jeff Goldblum that my wife, you know, would bang him. And so now (laughs) every time I think of a Jeff Goldblum movie, I'm sorry. It's the first thing I think of. It is (laughs) is, is replaced. The, The last thing I thought about him was like, fucking playing video games on a disney plus show <laughs> and now <laughs> it's 80s jeff goldblum in the fly so whatever he, cute. he had fluffy hair it was awesome yeah tall dark and handsome the slender slender uh beast yeah course. but that's why he didn't make my my last five on the list because i can't do skinny jeans i mean like i, I need a guy that has some thighs i do that's why I love you. <laughs> yeah, I got some thighs for sure, man. You do. They're perfect. But, yeah, I mean, what are you going to do? Practice Tantra with your wife. Yeah. Watch her go crazy at work every day because it's so stressful. Come home, meditate, feel better for sure. I think that the um, that Tantra definitely impacted our relationship in our ability to be truthful and honest and talk to each other a little bit more. I think that's a good point. You know, it, it, there is, well, any kind of, in any kind of academic journey, you know, if you're doing it with, with someone, right. And you're kind of running these ideas and these theories off of each other. And then you're thinking about it on a deeper level, the way you do, the way you and I do, it's, it just becomes part of your day. Right. And so like you, you know, you just keep going through these models and going through, you know, these theories and seeing how it, it can apply to real life and all that shit. And it just becomes fascinating. And then once you start buying in, like, that's a big thing about you, I think is like you, your, your belief, mm-hmm. right? I'm a little more cynical about things. You know what I mean? But like for you, 
you're like all in like you know what this is what it says this is what i believe dude and we're doing it right and then it fucking pays off man i think so like that some of that stuff that you do (laughs) honestly like and, and that's another thing too like besides just the sexual part of it there was also like this mystical like mysterious part of it right like when you hear tantra the the layperson is probably like ooh. (laughs) like it's like voodoo you know what i mean like there's like this supernatural quality to it right and i think Mm -hmm. like sting probably did that right probably like like when sting like when sting was like tantra dude it's the way to go yeah everyone everyone was like oh fuck man yeah yo sting can fuck you know what (laughs) i mean straight i swear you didn't you didn't say that i mean you probably said that when it came up maybe everyone did and that's the right answer frankly (laughs) like it's true dude look at him sting he's awesome Dude, one of my favorite bits ever in stand-up is like Dana Carvey, dude, was mm-hmm. like talking about Sting being a present tense verb. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. But anyways, um, yeah, I mean, like, but there's that deeper part of it that that communication, like you said, that really helps. You know, when you talk about how it is to live with a tantrika, um, the communication is fantastic i mean it really and again once you go on these what i was saying is what you go once you go on these academic journeys with someone and you're studying together you're learning more about it it becomes easier to communicate in general because like i already know your mind is at mm-hmm. you know what i mean like i already like i already know those you build those neural pathways talk yes. about pleasure pathways that's LLC. right um do you guys remember that family guy episode where Lois and Peter <laughs> get super fucking trashed. And then they're like, there's like this montage scene of them singing on a stage and they sound great. And they're like flying on a unicorn it with a wings. Yes. Yeah, yeah. They're riding dolphins, dolphins while they're singing and it's wonderful. And they got this, this little glint in their eye. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's a glint with a gleam in their eye. Yeah, whatever. A little sparkle to their eye. Mm-hmm. Lois and Peter have the sparkle to their eye and they're just singing. But in reality, that's what they thought, right? That was their perception. So in reality, they're just lying on the floor <laughs> next to a dumpster <laughs> with like <laughs> with like bottles of alcohol, <laughs> just like squawking like penguins, dude, out of water. And so every time we th- like, every time we do something that we think is like, oh, that was that was solid, dude. Like that was good. We think of that scene. Because it's probably awful. (laughs) (laughs) This entire story might get cut out of the episode. (laughs) But no, I think that it's right. When it comes to communication, you really start to to think about where you're at and, and what you're talking about. And so, like, I know where you're headed with a lot of your points, which makes that communication longer because, again you're forming those new neural pathways. That's where the fuck I was going. The, the new neural pathways, you know, that you form because you're, you're in it to win it, man. You're in it together and you're working towards a certain goal, right? And so, like, you're bouncing all these practices off each other. And, and you know, it takes two to tango, sometimes more. Um, but, like, <laughs> you know, like, it's, it's work, dude. So, like, you work at it together 
and you you learn these practices and then you you try to collect data on the changes in your body yeah. and your emotional state and your mental ability and your yeah. your breath is important you know what For i mean sure. like that's a big part um so i think it's a big part of of going through that experience and i think it's a big part of living with someone that's been through that experience because not only did you um create this wonderful world for yourself this wonderful bubble right in which yeah. you reside but you've also met a whole bunch of different people that are going through a similar process and so with that there's growth there's development there's relationship building there's a lot of power in numbers right oh, yeah. if you will yeah. So like that is also a huge benefit of, of branching out and doing something that might be a little bit crazy because that's part of it. Right. Yes. And that's part of living your life and trying challenges. Cause that's another thing. Like, that's the thing I think, you know, our, our kid here always, we always talk to her about it, is like, look, it doesn't matter if you go out and try and fail. Like that is valuable because you don't really fail when you fail, you learn when you fail and that is power and that is useful and that is helpful so that you can make informed decisions then that like the next time right so again i think it's really interesting to have gone through this with you i think it's fantastic to see how you've changed and, and really it's wonderful to be involved in such a loving community oh yeah you know, when you talk about communication and then you talk about how, like, how does it impact our relationship, you as a Tantrika, what is it like to live with a Tantrika? It's also about this community, this world in which he's involved in. And so you meet and talk to very interesting, colorful, <laughs> smart, lovely, friendly people that are all into all sorts of different things, which, again, just kind of increases not only that, that neural pathway, but the speed in which you get there, right? Right. And the direction in which you're going. <laughs> and so like, it's interesting to learn about all these different things and figure out just new things. And so it's cool because like-minded people, there's this comfort level, right? That's what society is. is people are a community, right? And so like, it's awesome to be able to meet up with people that have similar interests, similar beliefs. Absolutely. Um, don't get me wrong. It's also interesting to talk to people that have different opinions, of course. Um, and like I've always said, these days we we definitely need to do more listening rather than talking even though i know i'm talking your head off but <laughs> it's because honestly there's a microphone in my face and this is kind of strange so i'm just like going for it i'm like lean you guys can't see this and it's probably a terrible terrible thing for radio or what is this podcast for podcast radio i am old as shit <laughs> When did, did anyone ever come on here and be like, yo, this is a sweet radio show? No, I don't think so. Never no. once? No, this is 2020, David. Yeah, no, we all know. So so you're not going to bust out the video recorder either? No, not today. I'm going to jam out on some cool hip records. You're going to make me a mixtape? Oh. Oh, bringing it back. Yeah, dude. Bringing it back. Nothing better than a mixed CD. From Dr. David Correctman. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's interesting too. Like that's another part I would say, like when it comes to, you know, it's funny. It's, 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 it is a compliment when we hear it, but like people are always like, first of all, they're always like, oh damn, you're, you're not that old. <laughs> <laughs> Don't lie. You know what I'm talking about. Everyone, everyone that sees you is like, oh, well. and they see your age like, no, what? <laughs> 
or they see your kid you know what i mean they see your kid grown-ass man (laughs) and they're like what that's your kid nah it's my sweet boy right so you look young as shit for your age thanks (laughs) because you're really old thanks you're welcome but (laughs) but i'm not a cradle robber no what am i what am i david are you a cradle rocker? I am a cradle rocker. I rock the cradle, baby. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's part of it. But I think another part of it is the communication that you have. You know what I mean? The fact that you can be more open. And that's it. Is that when you have those similar thoughts and those similar, that similar uh, pathway, right? You're walking down this pathway together. You're also thinking and, you know, holding hands and, whistling with the birds while you're walking on this pathway <laughs> yep we've been whistling for a long time haven't we that's right dude like my th- throat is dry i need water <laughs> and bourbon <laughs> but um but you know like yeah when you're doing this you start to think similarly and i don't know you get to these conclusions faster and so sometimes it's difficult because you rely a lot on that and that becomes you know wisdom right and intuition but sometimes you could be wrong. Oh yeah. You know, absolutely. And so that's why this thing, I was reading this, uh, this book about nonviolent communication. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. It's so, it's so challenging (laughs) for sure. It's so challenging because like so many times in our lives, just as nurses in general or, or healthcare workers, right? Like medics, man. Like so many times you're in a, you're in a situation or an environment where you just gotta, you just gotta go dude. Like it's just go time. And like, so like you, you get real quick, which is why I was talking about those kids being funny, you know, whether being, whether savage, because they pick up on things really quick. Right. And so they're constantly, that they're constantly observing what, yeah. what the other person's doing, what they look like, what their height is, what their weight is. Like they're picking them apart immediately, like an assessment as right. a nurse so that, so that they can be like, all right, big ears. Oh, shut up. Urkel, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, or whatever. Always on whatever the lookout. Those, always yeah. on those lookouts for some hey, kind of insult. Gobble gobble turkey neck. Oh right. Like what's up, shoulders? You know what I mean? Like like dude. Savage. Savage. The meanest thing ever, right? But again, totally out of humor. Like out of love, dude. Like like again, and I think it comes down to that, that documentary, man. <laughs> Shout out to Matt Hashiguchi cousin good luck soup is the movie about my grandmother he made um but like there's a line in it that i say and my kids i think just like picked up on i'm just like you know what if you're not you know making fun of me or whatever then we're not like friends you know what i mean like if we're not cracking jokes and shit and busting balls that's what you said on your grandmother's movie your grandmother's movie you talked about busting dude's balls Ugh. Dude, look, I was trying not to say it. I was trying to be appropriate on your on your podcast. Look, I'm hip. I'm cool. I got you. Cool. You said fuck like ten times. Hip, hip. I was yeah, I was not gonna talk about busting balls though until you brought it up. Anyways, whatever. So yeah, like Yeah. You're ridiculous with it. But, but I think that's where they got it from, right? Where they were just like, yeah, dude, he's right. So let's just get crazy. And then, you know, I'm mean as shit to them. Of course I am, dude. 
that's my that's my my low emotional intelligence exactly <laughs> oh my gosh i'm glad you brought that up but but i you know i think that it helps though because dude when i hear i'm telling you man i was i was crying i was laughing so hard when they were going at it on that game they were just they're fighting you know we're playing call of duty dude we're just running around playing war games by the way not something that i appreciate any of these children playing but i get vetoed because i'm just the mom doesn't matter Ugh. go ahead keep going talk about your rage game this is the other part of my holistic approach for self-care <laughs> is to um I don't know. what's the word i'm looking for oh close the door and not talk to anybody for three hours while you play a video game escape i think is the term <laughs> we're looking for escape you know some of the stress of daily life the mundane part you know maybe spice it up a little bit okay, by a virtual right. by a You're... virtual environment that's not harming anybody you cannot escape okay. from a job that you do from home that that if if done correctly <laughs> like in moderation all right like i'm not you know in moderation on my off hours yeah you're off then hours. then i play these games you know what i'm saying with my kid across the country it's fantastic yeah it's awesome. that's, that is the great that is a great part like the kids all playing together and being able to talk to each other that's hilarious cool. dude it's like they're in the it's like they're in the room dude yeah Except we all get to play our own shit. And, and everybody's away from each other and nobody fights. Yeah, social distancing, <laughs> check. Our own console, check. Although my kid got in trouble the other day for throwing his, throwing his controller. Oh, yeah. Ugh. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Violent games beget violent attitudes. That's the problem, dude. That's the some, I, that's something I got to look out for, man. I got to tell him to relax. I do tell him to relax. He don't listen to me. You know, teenagers, man. Teenagers. Don't listen. My, you know, my father told me this is a great quote. I can't even remember who it is, but um, it's like, hey, when I was sixteen, my parents were idiots. By the time I turned twenty-five, I couldn't believe how much they learned. <laughs> right? And so, like, I told her, she's like, "Why? Like, because they can read." <laughs> so, David, let's talk about the first time. I asked you to do meditation with me and I told you that sometimes it can make you have upset stomach. Sometimes it can really somatically make you feel a little weird. And you were just like doubting me hardcore yeah. about that. Mm -hmm. And so we did an earth element meditation. Yeah. And that's the one that, you know, stimulates mm -hmm. the GI tract kind of gets to your belly for sure sometimes. Mm -hmm. So the first time you did that meditation with me and you, you did it. I mean, I think you tried to do as best you could. I think you did pretty well. Um, what happened to you? <laughs> I, I didn't appreciate the afterglow, I guess is the appropriate <laughs> term. And by afterglow, I mean, horrible diarrhea. Yeah. Purging, purging of things whenever you don't need them. It's out. And listen, I am not a fan of talking about that activity. Oh, yeah. But I straight up said it. It's gross. <laughs> it was painful. I'm it was so like, uh, no, it was like, it was a real like manifestation of some shit. Yeah. And sure. I don't know if it was somatic or, or whatever, whatever, dude. All I know is like, as soon as we were done with this exercise, like I was fine totally fine 
as soon as we're done, is this done with this? What was it running? It wasn't even the element. No, we were just doing uh, earth element. Earth element, dude. Like I got super nauseous, man, and I was just done. <laughs> like it's the worst. So like I don't know, man. There's there's some of that that that's there, and that's what I'm talking about. With these kids, like the fact that they can pick up on these things, the fact that as as a nurse, you're trained to pick up on these things when you're talking to people, like mm-hmm. real fast, right? to gain information and to jump to conclusions because you need to know who's hurt, who's not, who needs to sit down, who needs to go back, who needs to live, who needs to die. Right. Right. And so you're looking at a lot of these things really fast to try to help. But sometimes, especially with nonviolent communication, you, you have to really sit back. Like the, like the approach is to to really listen to what Mm -hmm. the other person is saying and try to sit back and really understand exactly what they want. Right. So you can serve better. It's right. servant leadership. My Absolutely. buddy Tom said that shit. It's servant leadership, man. And that's a big, big part of it. Yeah. Can't remember. I think it was like Gandhi. He was like, I can't remember the quote, man. But it's like something like, oh, there go my people. And I follow for I must lead them. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So like, it's pretty cool, man. But I think that communication there that helps, you know yeah. what I mean? Especially with the Tantra stuff. I think with the with the running the elements and all of those practices that you can learn by going to um, sex is medicine. The Institute of Authentic Tantra Education. Thank you. Going to the Institute of Authentic Tantra Education. But I think it helps because it helps talk to the kids too. Like even these kids that you know pick up on all, all this stuff, man. Like you know, it's interesting when you you're not just talking about communication with me. You're talking about communication with the kids. Yeah. And so, like, when you talk about thinking about, you know, even back to what we're talking about with the providers that don't talk about sex, what about parents that also don't talk about sex? Oh, our kids didn't get that, did they? No, they didn't. <laughs> and and I think a big part of it is because you went on this journey and you went to school for it. Yeah. And so you became educated and, and you're, you're, you're good at it. But, you know, the sad thing about that is, though, but I was a nurse for a long time before I did that, right? And there is not a focus for women's health in nursing you know, there really is. I mean, if that's the, you know, the way you wanted to go, that you tried to get a job, you know, gynecology, whatever, um, then you would learn it there. That's kind of, well, that happens with most things. But I mean, that was a specific one that we really didn't hit on a whole lot um, in school because it was just like, especially like as a male nurse, did you think that they were a little off, a little off put with you even being around have people having babies. I'll tell you what, this is fascinating. It was like 50, 50. Oh yeah. Right. So like in all my experiences on like an OB, like an OBGYN floor mm-hmm. or labor and delivery surgery, you know what I mean? Stuff like that. Yeah. Like, so I had to do, I had to do clinical time as a EMT. I had to do it as a paramedic. I had to do it as um, a nurse, yeah. obviously, right? So there were a few times where I had to go OB. And like, I remember one time as a paramedic, like no one wanted me in there because I was a guy, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like they're just like, nah, man, no, no one's around. Just hang out, dude. And I'm like, well, fuck, I'm here. Fuck it. So I watched like two baseball games back to back. You know, bored. yes, I do. I do know how boring baseball is. Do you know how I am bored? Quite aware. <laughs> do you understand how bored I have to be? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Anyways, 
Anyways. I'm just joking. It was very busy. I did lots of hours of work constantly <laughs> to earn that fucking certificate and therefore license and degree and all that. So <laughs> I'm totally, this is just a story for the show. Story for the show. <laughs> but let's talk about how we talk to the kids about sex. But I think that's that's part of it, right? So just like we were talking about with the physicians that are lacking that, that sexual health conversation mm-hmm. in the day-to-day practices. Right. Um, also families and kids are, are missing that opportunity as well because of embarrassment, because of shame, because of these, these, these hierarchies that we have in our brain, um, you know, religious beliefs, religious beliefs yeah. it can be a, can be a barrier sometimes I think for, for that, for that conversation, of course, um, personal beliefs, you know, comfort level, all that stuff, uh, relationships, you know what I mean? But I don't know, in my experience, I think communication does impact relationships, obviously, um, and improved communication can certainly benefit any kind of relationship. So I think with the Tantra practices and working together and learning together, that was uh, definitely a neural pathway that was strengthened. That was a pleasure pathway that was strengthened, Right. you know, through that. And like talking to the kids was the same way because you were like, okay, no, this is true. Like, you know, your thoughts, when you talk to the kids, a big part of it was, was have your main goal, if, if I may, was having an open line of communication right well because my mom and dad you know they they were not taught to teach their kids anything about sex i mean that wasn't a huge topic of conversation where i came from at all Mm -hmm. (laughs) that was a uh no you'll figure it out once you get married and you're gone that's or you'll learn whatever you learn in health class, you know? But that's fucking bonkers, right? And, like, like don't get me wrong. That's normal. Right. I get that. Like, so many people. But, like, it shouldn't be, though. Right. You know, the fact that... I always go back to this, but it was something so significant that I couldn't believe I was hearing it. But, dude, when, when my kid wanted to get that video game, right? My kid wanted to get this video game. He wasn't allowed to get the video game. And I'm like, all right, well, why, dude? And like his response was, well, because there's a strip club in it, right? <laughs> and so I'm like, what? There's so many other reasons not to get this game. Like, okay, we're okay with the murdering, right? And the running people over, and the, and the stealing, <laughs> right? And the violence, and the drugs, and the drug. I mean, like, we're <laughs> so wait. Those four things are better or like, okay, you know, like, eh, we, yeah. I mean, like he's going to learn at some point, but whoa, no nudity, physical parts of the female anatomy. How dare we? Not the, not the brown skin. Oh my God. Joe Rogan says, oh, oh not the brown God. part, not the brown part. <laughs> like y'all, you could show everything out. Not the, not the, not the nipple. How dare you? Like right. what right. that to me is a big problem, right? That to that, that type of, um, I don't know that type of puritanism. I, it really yeah. is right. It's like the body culture. is so dirty or yeah. bad or should be cut. I mean like what? That's why Are we passed that. Yet? That's why remember when I first came back from the retreat, one of the things that I learned that I, you know, these are just examples, but, one of the things that we do on a daily basis is make our genital names into something dirty, right? So if you hate somebody, oh, you're a dick or, you know, oh, you're a pussy. So that's a bad, those are bad connotations for words that are really, um, you know, they're, 
just inappropriate words for your body parts. And there's so many other, you know, beautiful names that you could say. And so to try to stop that kind of um, talk, because for years, I'm not going to lie, I've called my husband a dick probably like every day, I don't know, on and off maybe for maybe an average four years in our 11 years together, (laughs) but quite a few times. So getting out of that mindset and switching it up, you know, to call him something, not a body part is kind of, it's, it's been difficult because you catch yourself doing it and it's, uh, you know, it's, it's a journey. It's something I'm working on. I have been working on for a while. Yeah. It's, um, it was kind of a, an awakening for me to go, um, and become a tantrika because just seeing people experience what I was experiencing and in a beautiful and safe environment was fantastic. And the friends that I have now, holy cow, it's amazing. I, you know, at any moment of the day, I could pick up my phone and call some amazing human and have the most delightful conversation ever. And then have to, you know, let him say hi to Dave on the phone. Everybody loves him. <laughs> and we just hang out and chill. That makes a good day. Right. I agree. Yeah. You know, it's little things like that. But again, communication is a big part of it, you know. And like you said, talking to the kids about sex, like, you know, you're telling them all about stuff and just being honest. Yeah. Oh, and I have models. Lord have mercy. You all should see it when you fly through the airport with penis and vagina models. Woo. (laughs) Let me just tell you, I was in the airport in Seattle on my way back to Ohio. And when that happened, the security girls had to go through my stuff. And I was just like, okay, I was whispering, Hey, just don't pull it out because I don't embarrass anybody. She never says that. I did say that (laughs) to them while I was asking if I could take a picture. (laughs) Just don't pull it out. Well, no, Shash, listen, sound like you at all. I know. Well, I didn't want to, I didn't want to embarrass them. (laughs) So here you go is this big giant penis model hanging out everywhere. But, you know, I think it's important that we, you know, I've had girls in clinic, even I had a girl, I just remembered this chart from the other day because we were having discussion about all the pelvic exams I had to do. But, um, so this girl told me that she, um, hurt, it hurts when she pees, but in actuality, whenever I did her external exam, she had a swollen clitoris because her, she wears super, super, super tight jeans. And she thought that is where she peed from. So, I mean, it's not like 1920. We can talk to people about their own anatomy and the fact that this girl was, you know, 17, 18 year old girl and didn't know that she doesn't pee from her clitoris. I mean, come on now. That's crazy talk. And, and that's exactly what I think we're kind of talking about with, with the kids, you know, and, and again, this, this journey through Tantra and how it, it's impacting our relationship, but also your relationship with the family and everyone else. Um, you know, we're talking about our kids, you know, learning about this and, and learning about sex and their uncomfortable sex conversation. It was, <laughs> <that> was funny, <laughs> but, um, but basically like, you know, the, look, there's a report here that says, well, 42% of parents say they've talked to their teens quote many times about having 
uh, about how to say no to sex, only 27% of teens agree. In fact, 34% of teens say they've never or only once talked to their mom or dad about how to delay sex. Moreover, only a small percentage of teens say they plan to discuss these and other sexual uh, sexuality-related topics with their parents in the future. This resistance is likely a result in teens' discomfort discussing these topics. Oh, I get that. Like, my son would rather cut off both arms and both legs before he'd ever talk to me about anything like this. His friends, <laughs> not so much. <laughs> they love that stuff. <laughs> they love the models and all that foolishness. Dude, you're like a sitcom. <laughs> I swear to God, you are. You're like... You're like Big Mouth or like Sex Education, I think, is a, is a show on Netflix. Like you're like you're like a mom sex educator, Tantrika, sure. nurse practitioner. Like right. everyone comes to you with some shit. Yeah, for sure. And you give them some shit. I try. Yeah, I do. I try. So with my son, he would never, ever talk about anything sexual but with me at all. But yeah. No. But the girls are, you know very open about everything <laughs> sometimes sometimes it's alarming but then i think okay i've made my children comfortable enough to talk to me about subjects that most kids don't talk to their parents about and in fact they bring it up all the time like i know we shouldn't be talking to you about this but you know what do you think they do that a lot for us and and i think that's pretty cool it's wonderful it's it's wonderful because it's exactly what you wanted yeah your goal or one of the goals anyways or, or at least thank god one of the results of doing this of going through tantra is even though again in the beginning you know i naively thought it was all about sex it still has it's not i mean obviously it's way deeper but it has that sex um, that sexual aspect to it. Yeah. And so it is easier to talk about those things yeah. because you have this newfound respect, this newfound sensuality, this newfound spirituality tied, this newfound, uh, you know, ritual like practices mm -hmm. that are tied up to it. So it makes it important. Yeah. And that also carries on and spills over into the other aspects of your life, which is communication. So when you talk about these things with the kids, it, it also comes from those places now rather than just what sex was before because it's changed how sex is um for us it for has sure. for sure <laughs> and so i think that's another part of it too like it, it's been a great sexual adventure obviously but um you know obviously we're talking about the other benefits like the communication and learning and talking to the kids about it because again that whole thing is ridiculous like if you don't talk to them about it they're going to learn from the internet they're going to learn from unrealistic uh pornography or from their friends. I mean, you know, how did you learn, right? right. Your fucking cousins are throwing shit around. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, what do they, what do they, what do they say? <laughs> what did your cousins say about what a dick is like? The oh, sock or like some shit? marshmallows in a sock. It's like marshmallows in a sock. <laughs> <laughs> I that. You got marshmallows in a sock, Pollyanna. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Anyways. So... But that's what I'm thinking. Like the kids that don't have these conversations, they're at a, it's we're doing them a disservice. Yeah. Stop sure. being scared about it. It's 2020, man. They have the world of information at their fingertips every time they pick up their phone. It's just true. It's how we are. Yeah. So like, let's be honest with each other. Let's help them out. You'd help them learn how to fucking drive. I hope. 
You help them how to fucking take a shower when they're little. You, tie, you help them how to tie, fucking tie their shoes, sure. brush their damn teeth. Right. Take care of their braces. <laughs> you help them through fucking algebra. Not you me. help them fucking get into college. <sighs> you know. Oh, yeah. You do all this. You, t- you help them about insurance and insurance <laughs> claims and utility bill. I mean, like, it's a vicarious, I guess, situation. <laughs> Albeit a fucking awful one. But you know what I mean? Like, you help them through all those things. Why wouldn't you help them through this activity, too? That's such an important piece of life and such an important piece of health. Yeah. I think that's powerful. It's very powerful. And there are so many other things I'd love to talk to you about, David, but I'm going to have to have you on a different time. Are you running out of gas? Yeah. I thought we were going to do this for like nine hours. Are we? Well, again, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you. I love you very much. And I'm very proud of everything you're doing. And I'm very proud of what you think you're going to do with the show, which, by the way, can we end on that note? What is your purpose for this show? My purpose for this show is to get some information out to people who might not know where to look for the information. And maybe they didn't know they had a question about something. And once they hear about it, they get interested and you create your own new neural pathway that becomes your pleasure pathway. Thank you, Dr. David Correctman. For being here tonight with me it's my pleasure I, I i love you like i said and and i'd be glad to come on again sometime and share some more terrible stories maybe about what we're talking maybe we about. could maybe we could talk about like semen retention or something some night yeah we might do that for sure i mean they are i mean people are tuning in for sex stuff i guess did we even talk about sex stuff yeah i think we talked a little bit did we maybe <laughs> whatever <laughs> let us know hey listeners let us know if you're trying to hear about more sexy stuff or like just goofy stuff or like interesting stuff, I don't know. That's right. Cause I feel like we need to do to like hire someone to do research. <laughs> you're so lazy. I know, but you know, whatever world, uh, world of information at my fingertips. What am I going to do? Right? Like, you know, all right. I got this giant microphone in my face. All right. All right. I love you. Thank you very much. Oh, where, where, where can they find you Pollyanna? Oh, well, well, thanks David. They can find me at, pleasurepathways.com and the soon to be buriedpleasures.com and also I am Pleasure Pathways on Facebook and Instagram and you can also catch the wonderful guys from Just Some Podcast for advanced practitioners on their website justsomepodcast.com or any podcasting platform. Have a good night. When it rains it pours Water's up to my chin Won't stop fighting To the very end